0: So the first really tough lesson I learned in this business, and for anybody who's come into real estate in the last, especially three, four years, mm-hmm. the toughest lesson is you're not if you're not careful, a really good market can create horrible work habits. <laughs>
1: Welcome to Let's Talk Real with Mel. We are here with the Rick DeLuca who needs no introduction, but I will share that some of you guys may not know about two and a half years ago, right before COVID, Rick joined the Exit family, actually as a regional owner and the regional director for the West, Pacific West region over multiple states. But why don't you tell us kind of your, what people don't, may not know, how you kind of, how you started and, and take it from the beginning, assuming that we don't know who you are. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: well, I started a long time ago, <laughs> 40, 50 years. Right?
0: I'm that generation. Yeah. This is my 46th year. Okay. You know, so I'm that Vietnam generation. So when I came back, I, I wasn't even 21 years old and I was done. I don't know what to do. And I was born and raised in Southern California. So I came home and I went to work for LA County Sheriff's house. So I was a young cop, 21, 23, got tired of Los Angeles, moved to Reno and I went to work for Reno PD. And I was a cop there for five years. And I uh, was a detective my last year, and my best friend, Dwayne, we wanted to buy real estate. So we wanted to buy a duplex, you know? So I went to Bill Myers, Myers Realty. He was recommended. We bought a duplex, and throughout the whole transaction, Bill kept saying, God, you'd be great in real estate. you got to get in real estate. Uh, yeah. Years later, I found that he told everybody, you'd be great in real estate. <laughs> so I, I, you know, I got a real estate license, but I wasn't ready to leave law enforcement. I was enjoying being a detective. I was 28 years old and, you know, making... I was working about, uh, oh God, I worked about 60 hours a week, made $19,000 a year. And and, uh, I finally got burned out. And so I got a real estate license, but I was part-time. I was part-time for a year. I had no success. I was in Reno, Reno, Nevada. And uh, I made $1,100 my first year. And so, but I saw, I saw a potential that I didn't see in law enforcement because it's civil service and you can only advance so fast. Right. And I wanted to to get into something that I determine how quickly I advance not superior saying okay you could be this this now step stale yeah and so I jumped into it and my timing was really really good I I went in the business in 1976 and the market in 76 through 78 was like what we just had the last two years a shortage of inventory just hotter than heck and I sold 42 houses my first year, and I thought,
1: oh man, there's nothing to do this, right? So, wait a minute. So, you, so your first year, $1,100 total part time, yeah. part time, yeah. Second year, a little more than $1,100, yeah. Little little more, little, yeah, yeah. 42 houses, yeah, yeah. But back in that time, our commissions was for 50 50.
0: So, okay, so, okay, but yeah, I made a pretty good living, uh, and that lasted uh, almost two and a half years, and um, and then it's like somebody turned off the switch. October 1979, things started doing this. Interest rates—we got the 19%. We we couldn't give away houses, and so going from a shortage of inventory to so many houses that on they're on the market for a year, year and a half, a lot of people left the business. I actually thought about leaving the business. I was broke within three months. So the first really tough lesson I learned in this business, and for anybody who's come into real estate in the last, especially three, four years. Mm-hmm. The toughest lesson is you're not if you're not careful. A really good market can create horrible work habits.
1: Yeah, and that's what happened to me. And I think that's what's happening to a lot of folks that you know that maybe, maybe watching this, maybe watching this right now. You know, the 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 hardest part of success in real estate or in anything is the discipline. It's being disciplined when you're when things are going well, and then when things are going bad, to be to push through that perseverance. Yeah, and the tough part, Mel. You know, if you didn't learn
0: good work habits, you don't know what to fall back on. And so I literally had to start from scratch, I had to rebuild my career. And I got some great advice from my father, who was real successful. Um, and, and so, uh, I set out, to okay, I'm not going to quit this thing. Even though I thought about it, mm-hmm. uh, so I said, I got to stick this thing out. Cause my dad said, said something to me. He goes, if you get up in the morning, and look in the mirror and you can say, I did everything possible and it didn't work then you'll get through it. But if you look in the mirror and say, man, if I only would have done this, he said, I don't know I could live with that. Man, that just ate away at me. <laughs> so, so, and I hadn't done everything possible. So I decided I'd better just bust it here and do it. So turned out pretty well, you know, went on, I sold about 200 homes a year. And, and then uh, so I built, built a company. A year. Wow. Yeah. I built a company, had 192 agents. And, you know, my, my claim to fame wasn't me, you know, uh, no, false modesty here. I mean, my agents were incredible. We led, we were, we led the nation in per agent productivity. And so when real trends rated us number one in the United States,
1: an independent company, people came waving checks and I said, I'm out of here. Right. Right. I didn't realize. I mean, I knew you had a top office. I knew you were, I mean, I, I remember that you had a really very, very high per agent production, yeah. but I didn't realize that you were real trends. Number one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was a blessing, but, but I, you know, and I just got married. I had two little boys and I thought I worked a lot. Right. And I thought, I don't know if I'll do this again. Maybe I ought to take the check.
1: And, and so I did. And I thought I retired, but just signed up for Laurel work right then. Everyone wanted to see you speak. Yeah. That's right. And, and, and for those that don't know, you have been a national, national, international speaker for. Yeah. Over 20 years now, over 20 years, I traveled
0: mainly North America, but I've been in other countries speaking in other countries and uh, and as you uh, alluded to in the introduction, I about three years ago I said, You know what? Um, I had a great time. It was very uh financially very rewarding. The family had lots of benefits. You know, go around the world, they treat speakers very well in their families and I said, I but I wanna finish my career back in real estate. I wanna do that. So so I just kinda of put the word out, you know, that I wanna get back to business and I was very humbled. I had several offers come to me and and I took a month and a half to decide who I was gonna finish my career
1: with. All right, we love it. Well we're blessed and fortunate and I'm sure everyone here at, at convention is 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 happy that you joined us. So tell me so what was that like? Um uh, you you it took a month and a half, you made the decision and then yeah. and the timing of that, what, what that there were some things going on in the world at that time?
0: Yeah, you know, I I had I had what I called five must haves. I had five boxes that had to be checked. Because again, I worked for almost everybody out there, right? It was a higher gun, right? So yeah. I knew them from the, the backside a little bit. And you know, my, my five were, I am, I uh, give some people a ray of hope here, I am basically disorganized. I have been my whole adult life. And yet my biggest year in real estate, I sold 292 houses. And so you don't have to be Mr. and Ms. organization to sell real estate. You got to surround yourself. My dad taught me this. You're only as good as the people you surround yourself by and I had really competent people that their strengths were my weaknesses. And 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 so I wanted to go with someone that had systems and checklists, as boring as that might sound, because I know myself well enough. If I don't have a system or a checklist that guide me, I'm all over the board. And Exit has that. And our resource center is like a giant library. Yeah. And everything in the world is in there, right? So I had to have that. Uh, I had to have trainers because I knew I couldn't possibly do all the training for, right. for my region and I was so impressed at Exit as a full-time staff of trainers that only work for Exit and I was really impressed as I delve into who they were um, and then the third one was technology we all know you can't survive without technology especially in real estate yeah. and the thing that impressed me most about their technology uh, Exit's technology is is that they didn't find some tech tool and then go out there and ask, hey, we'll co- can we co-brand it? And if they made a change, well, we're at their mercy. Our technology is proprietary. Yeah. We created our technology. We own our technology. And to see the things they've done, so, as simple as mobile business cards, people don't have those. You know, the, the geo, you know, geo smart science. I mean, yeah. come on. Competitors don't have that. That's not really impressed me. But then I had a fourth consideration and that's really hard to measure. It's hard to quantify. Uh, and that's culture. It's really tough to, yeah. how do you define culture? Right. And so I did my best and something that just screamed to me at the top of the list because I have been around so long and I've seen recessions. I've seen some pretty severe times, right? Yeah. And, and what I saw was a company that I had never seen do what they did. That was during the economic crash in 08 through 11, mm-hmm. when mass layoffs are occurring, which is happening now, right, as we know. Yeah. Ex- Big Ex- companies. X Ex- is the only real estate organization I know that it didn't lay off one single person. And that just screamed the message to me. That's the kind of culture I want to be with. Their longevity of, of their management people, 17 years unheard of. Yeah. And a thing that I guess finally on that, that one point, most, and be careful what I say here, but almost every real estate organization of size, specifically franchises, the people at the top never listed a house. They never had a buyer in the backseat of their car. And Tammy Vanel does. Oh, yeah. Steve Morris did. Yeah. They've been in our shoes. And so when they create things, they create it out of their own experience. All right. So that was the fourth one, and then the fifth one was because I've seen every business model out there. I wanted to I wanted to go with someone who had a unique business model, something I had not seen, and I'm not a fan of profit sharing because you can manipulate numbers. Right. Um, I'm not a fan of stock options, which remind me mean, look at the stock market, right? Yeah. In yeah. um, their their residual sponsorship bonuses that we have.
1: You don't need a calculator. It's dollars million dollars. You know? It's
0: so simple.
1: A, an yeah. amortization calculator at that to figure out. Right. right. All you need is that's it. 10%. So it really
0: impressed me. So when I saw those, it took a month and a half. Uh, I had my wife fly to Dallas to meet Tammy and Bob, Bob McKinnon, our director of leadership. Because uh, I had met Tammy on several. I spoke at the exit convention in 2016 yeah. the Bahamas. And I wanted my wife's I've learned a valuable lesson not to make major decisions about her concurrence, right? Yeah. And uh, and she said, Man, this is the real deal. So yeah. So March March first, two
1: thousand twenty, I started. Ten days later, the world changed. You really started. Yeah. So it changed up a little bit. You were planning to hit some cities and do some traveling and and I learned how to use Zoom real fast. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So now
0: that that's lifted. You know, I, I do get to get out, you know. But you know what's nice though? All of us have become used to Zoom. Yeah. And different virtual tools. And it has really brought about a lot of efficiency, but I think we gotta be careful that we don't lose the personal touch of the Yeah. And that's what the
1: last four days has been here. Yeah, because you can, I, I say that to the to my agents all the time. You can look up, we're not an avatar, like we're not a cartoon. Though you, Though that may be on the screen, we're real people. You know, we need real conversations. You know, and that's where connections are really made. Yeah, teeth to teeth, as a mom right. would say. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's only so much a virtual hug could do for you, right? Yeah. <laughs> or or virtual iPhone. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's right. So so te- so you've you've seen. I mean, obviously, being in business in the '70s. Yeah. And then coming to now, what's probably? I mean, this is you know, let's talk real. What would be uh, if it wasn't going through COVID? What would be the most, I guess, real? Situation of the real climate that you saw in real estate was it was it the '08 time because I'm sure that the time before that were for the moment were the yeah biggest tough. time they're yeah what what, the, what what was that what was that like in, in when that when that when that turn happened and, and when was that yeah tell us about that well you know I th- I think everybody can you know identify that the unique aspect of
0: we we'd never seen a market like 2000 five, six, seven, where they were just handing out money. Right. You know, and the handwriting was on the wall that, man, we're going to go over the, we're going to go over the cliff on this thing. You just can't do that. You can't qualify people at 1% and then ratchet it up, you know, every year. You bury these people, right? Yeah. And so those of us been around for a while, were increasingly nervous as we went down that path. Um, and so not to go into it, but th- there were so many factors that entered, entered into the collapse of the economy. Uh, and it was scary. I mean, uh, so many people bailed in our industry and builders; they, they were gone. I mean, just, I, I, It was, it was the toughest one. It was, it was tougher than '79 to '82. And in the early '80s, people wanted to buy a house, but they couldn't because interest rates were so high. But they still wanted to own. And during the economic crash, people didn't want to buy real estate because that security of appreciation was taken away. The rug was pulled off from under them and we'd never
1: faced that before you know so that was that was a new wrinkle that was pretty unsettling for a lot of people so at least in the 80s i guess people had you know they could still do wrap mortgages absolutely the assumptions and some of those people were buying subject to and you know trying to lock in that lower financing right but in the but that is a is a big difference in the 08 yeah i said
0: oh you know those have been around a long time sit back and chuckle right out because i remember conversations in our office Saying, God, if we could just get interest rates back down to twelve percent, we can sell houses again,
1: you know. And now, so now here we are today, right? You yeah. know, oh, I got seven percent. Oh no, what do I do? Yeah, it's and and that's why I say to to, to the clients out there, it's not we're still below the fifty-year average. So if you look at real estate, which always appreciates, there's never been a ten-year period in history where real estate hasn't appreciated. And and so we have a conversation: Are you looking to try to try to make a a quick are you trying to buy and then sell and time things and speculate? Or is this a house for your family that you're going to be in for 5, 10, 15, yeah. 20 years?
0: Yeah, and I think that, you know, to speak to the market today, I think this is what, because I've seen this movie before, right? But here's kind of what's going on right now. When you when you do, last year, 2021, when you do 6.1 million home sales, second highest year ever to 2005, you, you, we kind of created this, false impression of well that's the way it is now you know and then this year we don't know exactly but this year we'll probably end up as a country around probably 5.2 you know maybe somewhere in that range million sales yeah well when you drop 900,000 sales that's like going over a cliff but if you look at the previous five six years we were selling 5.2 5.3 5.4 yeah and we were thrilled but when you couple that that giant fall, and then you couple <clears throat> couple interest rates ratcheting up twice what they were a year ago, and then you throw into the mixture news media that takes it and run with the negativity. Yeah. Yeah. all right? It, I, I did a training session a few months ago for my region <clears throat> and said the single most important thing in a market like we have today is to main, try, do everything you can to maintain confidence. Because kind of, those, those factors will just destroy your confidence. It'll take the knees right up from under you. You know that, my gosh, what's happening? People are in shock, quite frankly. Because even though, yeah, it's only 7%, it doubled in 12 months. And so that's such a rapid, you know, increase of in rates. People are kind of get scared and, it's, and, and then all the negativity. And then you throw in the final piece, an election year. When you've got an election year, I've seen this, I don't know, I can't tell you how many times in 40 years, right? People get increasingly nervous the closer to an election we get.
1: And they want to wait and see what happens. Sorry about exactly that. Exactly right. Really, I know. So here's the bottom line.
0: The election is over in a couple of weeks. People will still be in a little bit of shock for another several weeks. Come January, February. We get back to life. Say, well, this is the way it is now, and that's what's going to happen next year.
1: Yeah, I believe so. And I tell the agents, you know, because unfortunately, and I know you've seen this as well, some agents subscribe to the all the frenzy. And I say, listen, no one wants to when you're when you're, you know, if you're running from a a, a burning building, do you want to follow the person that's screaming on fire? No, you want the the, the clients want us to lead. The clients are looking for us to be. The rock they don't want to ask you hey how's the market I don't know it's crazy right that doesn't that doesn't th- because really what that what that says to me is that then you're not educating yourself Fair. on the local local market and really you know a, a USA Today times or a Fox headline or a CNN headline yeah. doesn't matter what's what really matters is has anyone other sat with you and explained to you what's happening in your neighborhood yeah and that's all that people care about what's happening in my on my street? in my community. That's right. Here's my final thought. It's the number
0: one thing I've learned in 46 years about this business. The higher your self-confidence goes, the higher your production goes. They are a mirror image of one another. So my message to real estate folks, brokers and owners and agents, anything you can do to build your self-confidence will, will get you through this in a way that you can't even imagine. So... That's what you focus on. And part of, a huge part of that is knowing the market, not hearing from it. You find out what the market
1: is. You need to know that because it'll get you through this. And the, consumer, the consumers will know. When, when they say, well, how much is my house worth? Then you say, "Ah, uh, about. Yeah. You know, but if you say, no, actually there were 17 homes that sold last month. There were three new homes that came on the market. The average sales price is X. Like when you know the numbers, the consumers will know that this person is the, it knows what they're doing versus this person is winging it. I've said for years, what
0: we do for a living is not really complicated. It's just hard work. It's hard work, but it's not that complex. But you got to know that information. If you don't, you're at the
1: mercy of other people. So, yeah, I love it. Good, good for you. Good for you for what you're doing for the industry. Oh well, thank you. And you, I mean, you've served us. Like I said, I remember you seeing you on stage, and then even years before that, you know, buying your courses, buying your stuff. I mean, I have always been a fan, and you. And, and, and like you said, when, when the market was hot, you know, the fish jumping in the boat, but when you, when you go back to fundamentals, never go out of style, you know, pick up, answer the phone when your phone rings, make your, make your prospecting calls. Yeah. If you tell someone you're going to do something, just do it.
0: We have a tendency in this industry to make it more complicated than it was ever intended on being.
1: Yeah. You're right. Let me see. Let me go with a quote. I've got a quote of the day. Let me share. All right. This quote is from Eleanor Roosevelt. You gain strength, courage, and confidence by every experience in which you really stop to look fear in the face. You are able to say to yourself, I lived through this horror. I can take the next thing that comes along. Eleanor Roosevelt. And I know for some people, I don't think this is a horror that we're in, but some people are acting like it is. This is just a vicissitude. This is a vicissitude. And, and we, just like you said that the 6.1 million wasn't sustainable, the 2% interest rates were not sustainable either. Right. That's just, you know, but everyone thinks that's the new norm. That if you, if you, if the consumers educate themselves and the agents, you know, you guys, it's your job to educate your clients, educate your friends and family on what's happening, and then lead by example, be the rock, be steady. Yeah. That is just like you are. All right. Well, thanks. So now let me ask you if, yeah. um, if, uh, if. You you've got the the, the Pacific West region. You you're a original um, owner as well. What if someone wanted to say I wanna I'm a I'm a top producing agent. I want to take that next step. I want to f- lead by example. I want to grow a business in in your area on the West Coast. You know, or if I'm just an agent and I want to find an a, an office that that's going to help me grow, h- how would we how would we reach out to you?
0: You know, probably the best way is just my email address. Okay, you know, it's R
1: D E L U C A rdeluca at exitrealty.com. R. rdeluca at exitrealty.com. And that'll come right to me yeah shoot you an email say hey i want to open it i'm thinking about opening an office you know or, or i'm not sure whether i should open I an office but you you would be the person you'd be able to have a conversation with me about that i will i will be personally who you deal with that's right yeah i, I love it yeah you're you've always been i mean even when you're on the, the biggest stage you know you're you're staying after you're talking to folks you're willing to share i appreciate the time you've given us today
0: it seems like, uh, I know it sounds corny, but it seems to me like it's the least I could do for what this industry's done for me, given my background, you know, and I have the success I've had.
1: It's the least I could do to try to help anybody in this industry. Sounds corny, but it's the truth. I love the story. $1,100, the first year in real estate, yeah. 42 houses the next year full time. Yeah. That's awesome. If I can do it, right? I Well, we appreciate it. Uh, Thank you very much for your service in this industry. Thank you very much. Thanks.